Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hello there. I am so glad to be with you this week. You know what? I've got a question for you. When it comes to getting the word out there about your business and about your work, do you ever have an internal dialogue that goes a little something like this? I really don't like social media, but I know I need to use it. Or I don't know what to say. Or my ideal client is everyone. Or it all feels slimy. Or maybe I don't want to sound like I'm selling used cars. If you have ever thought any of that, then this episode is for you. Heck, even if you haven't thought any of that, there are lots of marketing goodness in this episode. Did I just say there are? There is lots of marketing goodness in this episode because I am talking to Tracy Warren this week. Tracy teaches business owners how to grow a business and create profitable community with ease and joy by making marketing fun, simple, easy, and effective. She is an author, a truth teller, community creator, and fun, authentic speaker. She is a bold example of how authenticity and vulnerability can be a huge asset for entrepreneurs who want to build community. Without further ado, here's Tracy. Tracy Warren, I am so glad you're here with us today. Welcome to the podcast. And I always like to start out by asking people, how are you spending your time these days? What's going on for you and work and life? How are you spending your time? Oh my goodness. How am I spending my time? Honestly, trying to stay organized, I have a lot going on and trying to keep in control of everything that's going on. Control is not the right word because I know that that's absolutely impossible. But (laughs) um, I shared with somebody earlier that I was feeling overwhelmed and she said, isn't it great all the abundance that's coming to you? And I'm like, oh, that's a really good reframe. (laughs) So so tell us more about some of this abundance. How do you spend the majority of your time? And then what are the other things that get woven in? The majority of my time right now is spent working with um, consulting clients. So I'm helping with content creation for social media and doing some strategy around that. And obviously my co-working space, but that's, you know, we've been open five years at this point. So that is less of a day-to-day Activity. I love how that's just this side thing. You're like, and then there's my co-working space, but but that's so cool. Like that that's where it's at, right? Is yeah. It, that it's that established and that running that well that you get to have that be like, I have that. <laughs> yes. Well, and that was, that was what someone said to me a couple of years ago. She said, what if InSpark was your side hustle? And I was like, oh, maybe it is. And so the marketing, consulting, and content creation has kind of become the primary focus anyway, um, while I'm focusing on both. Yeah, yeah. And that the, and the thing is, is that used to be the main hustle, right? Social mm-hmm. media, marketing, consulting. So tell me more about that journey of where it was 
and where it is now. You mm-hmm. talk about it a little bit in your book at the beginning of your book, but mm-hmm. tell me, tell us more about like what it was before and how did you get to what it is now for you? What it was before was I called myself a social media manager. So what that felt like, <laughs> whether this is actually what I was delivering or not, was I felt like I was on 24 seven. I posted the, I wrote the content, posted the content and managed the comments. Oh, so like responding to everything. And yes. Yeah. And so it it just felt like I never had a break. Mm -hmm. And I am very clear. I am content creating you. The client is you're doing the management and relationship building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did that change? Like, what is it? What is it in you that that was able to narrow that down. Cause it can be, you know, I'm, we're both business owners. We've owned lots of different kinds of, you've owned lots of different kinds of businesses. I should say I've, I've, I've really owned this one this whole time, but it's been diff- seen different iterations. Mm-hmm. Right. And even within the businesses you've owned, there's different iterations. So how did you get comfortable narrowing? Cause I think that can be intimidating for a business owner to say, I'm going to narrow the focus, narrow the service a little bit. Well, it goes back to when I first spoke out loud that I wanted to open a co-working space because at the time I had to say what I desired. And what I said out loud was I desire to not manage Facebook pages anymore. (laughs) And I think it was because of that way it felt heavier, Mm -hmm. right? Especially when you're asking people to let go. That's what I'm really doing. I'm asking people to let go. And I had some clients at the time who didn't get it and didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And so I was sometimes getting micromanaged by my clients. And I just was not just even (laughs) thinking about it now just feels (laughs) terrible. So now with content creation, like I'm getting really clear, like this part is my job that part is your job. And no, I'm not responding to Facebook messages. I'm not like, my job is to get the engagement. Your job Mm -hmm. is to build a relationship. And that was something I said out loud recently was, look, marketing is about starting a conversation. Sales is about continuing the conversation until you get to a resolution. Mm -hmm. And that's really where I've gotten clear is, I am really good at writing content that gets people to take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're, you're great at writing engaging content. I, so if you guys just all follow Tracy in all the places and we'll tell you all those places later, but you'll see what I'm talking about. Just even on your personal page, you do such a great job of writing posts that, d- I mean, they're, they're authentic. They're very real and they're, they're curious. They're curious on your part and they spark curiosity on our parts as, as the people who follow you. So I just, I love following you on, on all the socials. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and that's, I think that's part of the challenge is that people look at social media as a sales tool and it's mm-hmm. not a sales tool. Mm-hmm. It is a trust building tool. It is a relationship building tool. And when you can have those conversations where relationships can continue, that's where the magic is. Mm-hmm. It's not like I've posted 500 times and no one has bought my program. Well, yeah, let me tell you why. It's because <laughs> every post you're telling them to buy your program. Right. And you're not, you're not giving them anything. There's no give in what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it's, it's amazing how just sharing a little bit of your expertise can make a huge difference. And I think another thing that people do is they talk about too many topics. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about when someone talks about too many topics, I have no idea what you do or who you do it for. And so I talk about good content, good messaging being a win, win, win. One win is it makes it easier for you to do the posting. The second win is it makes it really easy for your ideal client to call themselves in. Yeah, to say, yeah, me, me, right? (laughs) And three, the third win is it makes it really easy for other people to refer to you. Mm -hmm. No, I think I was, I was totally guilty of that for years, years. And like, I, my, I think my whole, until the past like two years and even more so it's getting refined. And I think that sometimes the entrepreneurial journey is figuring out who you serve, but the quicker you can get to that clarity. I mean, you talk about clarity in the books. Okay. Oh, I haven't even said what the book is called. (laughs) The book book is called Ignite Your Champions. And let me get the right subtitle, build your business by creating connection and community. Um, but you talk about clarity a lot. And that's something that I talk about a lot in my coaching practice. And it's one of those things where, you know, for yourself, it's not always as easy, right? And I think for me and my marketing efforts, it's taken me a long time to get to clarity and a long time to accept what my strengths are and that those strengths actually matter. I think I've, I think I've been trying to be in a, a different version of like what a coach is supposed to be versus who I really am and what my strengths are. And so I think there's that that clarity that's really needed. And I think the book does a great job of doing that because what I, I love about the book is that it's like, I don't want to say workbook. I mean, there is work to it. It's a playbook, right? It's a play, it's a guide, right? You know, but yeah. there is space in it to, to work and write and explore. And I think that's really important. And the questions that you ask are different than questions I've heard people ask, especially about like target market, target audience kind of stuff. You asked the questions in a different way than I've ever heard before because I, I feel like people so much get at the demographic side of thing, or they'll even say psychographics, but they're really talking about like behaviors. But you just ask totally different questions. And I, I just think that was really enlightening and clarifying for me. And so anybody who feels like you're not really clear on who you're talking to, definitely check this out because it's in the very first part of the book, right? It's like in the very first, yeah. very, is it? Is in the very first section. I think it's in the very first section, not the intro, but the, ver- the first section. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're, I love that you're sharing that with me because I, I think sometimes when I say things, I'm like, wait, was that my idea? Or did I hear that from someone and I'm repeating it? Mm-hmm. So I love hearing that it's different. Well, and I, I really, I wanted to include a section in the book about murder language. I just decided not to. And cause I don't love the word target. Mm. Nobody wants to be a target. Nobody wants to get blasted with an email, right? (laughs) So if you call it an email blast, that could be why maybe you're not getting response from your emails. No one wants to get blasted. It's like a shotgun approach. Right, right. (laughs) Well, and if you really think about that language as you're speaking, there are all sorts of things we do all the time that are that kind of language. And mm-hmm. I, I was going to include something in the book about it, but I was like, meh, it's, it's my personal preference. It's my personal opinion. It's not like some, you know, like overarching, wow, we're talking about gun violence. No, it's just nicer language to say like my perfect client mm-hmm. or, you know, instead of 
my target market. Plus, I'm just sick to death of hearing about target market and smart goals. I mean, if somebody says smart, <laughs> mm, I'm over it. I remember I remember I was leading a retreat that you were in and I was like and I made a joke that we were gonna talk about smart goals and I'm like, oh I'm just kidding and you're like, oh thank God. <laughs> it just You're it's, like, please don't, please. Right. I'm an ENFP. I don't know if this has to do with my ENFP-ness or my Enneagram sevenness, but mm-hmm. smart goals just don't resonate for me. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Right. That's all that matters is that you know that, right? So like, yeah. don't even. So back, going back to the, I was like, where is she going with the murder language? I'd never heard that <laughs> phrasing before. Um, I love it. And you just write a second edition and oh my gosh. insert that in there. But what I think it gets to, this like hit me, cause you know me, you've known me for long. I'm a people person. Like I care yeah. about people. And yet I got to So I had to like make sure to flag the, the sp- specific page. Um, you said businesses are often referred to as either B2B, business to business, or B2C, business to consumer. And while those designations may be true, it's only part of the story. Business is about P2P, people doing business with other people. <laughs> all caps, exclamation point. Let's think about it this way. What if you looked at all of your marketing as relationship building? So that was so profound to me. I'd actually never heard it phrased that way before. and. I'm just curious, where where did that come from for you? Like, what were you seeing people do besides the murder language, in addition to the murder language, right? right? That that made it feel like, oh my gosh, these are, no matter who you're working with, you're working with people. Even if it's another business that you're trying to, you know, attract per se, like you're really trying to get into relationship with somebody at that yeah. business to explore an opportunity, right? So what what do you see people do that that is a little more B2B, B2C? <laughs> Versus well, <laughs> it's when they're just using tactics. It's a tactic. Everything's a tactic. Um, there's a trend I'm seeing right now that makes me ugh. It's um, I have this great tool. Comment below if you would like it. I'm like, look, if you have a great tool, just share it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, share it. I get it. Yes, you want to add people to your email list, but when you do this once a week, once every two weeks, like I've got this really cool tool. Oh, blah. just it's, it's a tactic. It's a marketing tactic. It's not yeah. human. It's not a person reaching out to a person. You're following someone else's script, someone else's $37 content calendar. Mm-hmm. And nothing about that is human connection. Yeah, 180 posts already created for you. You just fill in your whatever kind of thing. And mm, (laughs) she's deep breathing, people. She's deep breathing. breathing. (laughs) Well, let me not just diss the $37 content calendar because there can be some good stuff in there. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking at spending $37 as the answer to this is the answer. I'm going to get all the clients I need for $37. Well, that's, it's not going to, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's a gal out there that speaks and she says, I'll tell you how to get a social media engagement. Just ask, what do you think of Brussels sprouts? Okay. First of all, what you post that Elise, I post that. Sure. People are going to respond. 
and it doesn't mean anything. Right, right. Yeah, it's like not relevant at all to what I do, not relevant at all to what you do. Yeah. And and so it can be confusing. Yeah. Um, but even when I ran my social media, when I was doing social media management, mm-hmm. it was always about building community. It was always about people connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that's where, that's where businesses can get it completely wrong or get it totally right. So yesterday, I've been placing Instacart orders for the last two and a half years. Right. I placed one yesterday. It was the first time I ever got, I got a little handwritten note in it. Thank you for letting me be your shopper. Hope you have a great Mother's Day or something. But I was like, right? It took probably 60 seconds for her to write that note. Mm -hmm. But wow. And I think that's the people part of it is Mm -hmm. anyone can send an email. Anyone can send an email. What is one little itty bitty tweak you can do? Mm -hmm. Whether that's, you know, I send birthday cards. Great. But I also include little pop-up quote cards or it's just a little itsy bitsy baby step to unforgettability. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? I don't know. I'm it is now. Up. It's okay, it's official. Perfect. It's officially it a word now. I here's what I need from you. I need a YouTube channel from you <laughs> where you where you like just every week review a new social media tactic that's making you crazy. <laughs> because but this is how this is how we know you're doing the right thing is you're you're just passionate. You're passionate about what you do. Marketing okay. tactics that make me crazy. Yes. Okay, but wait. I can't use the word crazy either. Yes, yes. I'd have to say maddening marketing tactics. Maddening. Oh. Because like you, I love alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I can't remember what page. I don't know. I don't know if I could find it, but like your list of theme days for um days of the week. Oh yeah. They're all alliteration. <laughs> they're like they're, yeah, I was like cracking up. I'm like, that is so me. I love alliteration so much. <laughs> Whenever I can do it, I do. Like whenever I can get away with alliteration, even if it's internal, it's just for me. It's just for me to know that this is what's happening this oh, day yeah. or this time of the month or whatever it might be or this part of the day. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Maddening mar- ma- marketing tactics. See, now I made it hard to say. It'll work. It'll work. I'm, we'll I'm find something. <laughs> so you – you talk about uh, we were talking about curiosity and cl- or clarity before, but we talked about curiosity a little bit too. And you talk about that a lot in the book of like creating curiosity and using that as a tool. Can you just say more about that? What that looks like besides, um, you know, what's what do you think about Brussels sprouts, right? Because right. a lot of people could like take it from that approach. But how how can you use curiosity at play in your community building and have well, it think- be real? I think the easiest way to create curiosity is to tell stories. And I remember years ago, I was helping someone with her 60 second introduction, right? Her 60 second commercial. And she was talking about these products that she had for dogs and she tells the story. And then she says, and if you need this product for your dog, come talk to me. Okay. That's implied when you tell a good story. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't need to say, if you need this, come talk to me. You're like, no, you're creating curiosity by telling this story, mm-hmm. by 
sharing your expertise Mm -hmm. by uh, one of my favorite ways to share is to say, did you know? You can do a fact like, okay, here's your fun fact for today. Blah, blah, blah. I can't think of an example. Or you could say, did you know? And frame it. You're framing it as a question, even though you're still sharing some information. Right. But my brain immediately goes to, oh, I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. maybe I want to know more about that. Yeah. Or or I did. And here's this other thing that I found too. And now it's a conversation instead of just a fact. Yes. yes. Yeah. And now it's a conversation. I love that what you said about, so call to action as a really common CTA. What's the CTA? That's really common like marketing language. And sometimes it's really important, right? If it's on a sales page, you want them to know, here's what you're going to do next. Like you're, you're, sure. you're interested enough to be on a sales page. <laughs> here's how to get started, right? But I think it can, I think call to action, hearing you say this, it makes me think that a call to action in every single post you do, you know, isn't necessary. And I think some kind of camps might argue that you should have, you know, calls to action. Um, but I love that you're like, a good story implies that call to action, essentially, right? A good story is is so compelling and interesting that they are going to reach out to you <laughs> if they were the right fit for that story, right? Just right. as they would if there was a call to action. But that idea of storytelling that motivates people is really a really cool idea. Well, and that. it doesn't, I think the other thing about storytelling is it's not like it needs to be, you know, like a story in five parts. It can really, like if you think about um, Hemingway, right? The six word story. Baby shoes for sale, never worn. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a six word story. You're like, wait, wait, tell me more. Like what's yeah. going on? Or were their feet too big or whatever? Um, yeah. That- it's a, no, cause like it's a, so many different out, like so many different possibilities. Like my head, sure. my head went somewhere like sad first, but then it went to like what you said, like, oh, I bought the wrong size or like whatever. Like there's so many possibilities with that story. Yeah. And going back to what you said about calls to action, well, calls to action can be a dozen different things. Sure. Mm-hmm. Book a call with me, sign up for my email newsletter, go buy my book. And platforms like Facebook don't like call to, calls mm-hmm. to action every post, right? It looks like a promotion and promotions get docked mm-hmm. in the algorithm. Um, and every time I feel like I've made sense of the algorithm, I haven't. So, <laughs> right. It's, it's like, constantly changing. Yes, it is. Well, and I, I and you talked about that too. You talk about how you, there's not in the book, you're not going to find the hard and fast rules of every single platform. Cause that's just, as soon as you, as soon as you type it on the screen, much less publish it, you know, then the time it takes to publish a book, right? It's already mm-hmm. out of date, right? And so I love that you talk about experimenting. And that's one of my favorite things is to really encourage people to just try something. And that's where maybe the $37 thing is fine if it gets you to finally just try something, but then pay attention, right? It's like, otherwise, you're just kind of like closing your eyes and hoping that something's going to happen. But pay attention. And you talked about that too. Like, you can't just put stuff out there and then not pay attention to it and see what's working and what doesn't. because. Maybe something's going to work for you that hasn't worked for somebody else. Right. You you can only do that by trying it. That's the only way you're going to get that feedback. Yeah. I talk about test, measure, adjust, repeat, or test again. And a lot of business owners I talk to don't have systems in place for testing. Like Mm -hmm. they don't have Google Analytics set up. 
And so how do you know if writing a blog every week is working for your business? Well, there's no way to know if you Mm -hmm. don't have some, some way that you're measuring. And a lot of business owners just don't. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's because they're in denial or maybe that's because they just feel like they don't have quote unquote the time Mm -hmm. to do that. And it's, I mean, wearing the hat of business owner, there's a lot of stuff we have to do. Yeah. And sometimes things just don't make it to the top. Well, and I, and I think it's, it gets kind of back to one of the, I kind of grew up around the real estate world. My young adulthood into midlife was, has been a lot in the real estate world. And so one of the phrases in there is highest and best use, right? And that might not be somebody's highest and best use, but you better find somebody to help you then. So you know that it's worth it. Even having this podcast, I just wanted to get it started, but I'm like, oh yeah, there's numbers I could look at. And so luckily I have a podcast producer that once a month helps me look at my numbers. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't. I probably like, uh, I'm sure things are fine. I'm sure it's working. And that was where she was like, man, your interview episode, that first interview episode you did, she's like, that got a lot of downloads compared to everything else. And I was like, really? I'm like, well, that's cool because I loved doing it, right? So there was, I had my own data of enjoying it, but then also the data to support that it was stuff that people wanted too. And that was helpful in guiding, you know, how I've been approaching the podcast ever since is just by looking at the numbers and trying stuff and seeing what happens. So I think, well, I think it's, it's important, like you're saying to get it in there. And then, but then if you don't know how to do it, find somebody who does, even if it's just for a one-time consultation with them, even if you can't afford to hire them forever, mm-hmm. like just pay them for an hour of training, you know, on how well, to, how to understand it. I use your podcast as an example of you don't need a big, you just launched a podcast. <laughs> you didn't like, like, promo it out for six weeks. Like, guess what's coming? You just launched it. And that was so awesome and refreshing. And, you know, I launch is a is a word I don't love. Because if you think about it, why why are entrepreneurs the only ones that launch? Mm -hmm. No one else launches. Mm -hmm. Coke doesn't, you know, Coke just puts out a new product. They don't promo it for six weeks ahead. And like, right. Guess what you're going to find in the store? They just put out a new product. Like, there it is. And I know for entrepreneurs, launches can be ridiculously stressful. Yeah. And take so much time. And are they taking time away from your core building your business? Probably. So I just love that you just launched it. I love that so much. Oh, thank you. Because it's like, look, look, here's somebody who just did it. Yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to, but, and I got help, right? I, I hired somebody to help me get the first few episodes done. And then I tried it on my own because I'm like, I can edit audio, which I can. Like, I can't edit audio like a pro by any means, but I can edit some audio together and I can create some social media. And the good thing about me doing it was I figured out like, what do I really want to have done? And then I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> this is not my highest and best use yeah. and found somebody to do it for me. And she's awesome. And it gives me a partnership and accountability. And you know me, I'm an obliger. So I like to have the external accountability. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, again, if it's the $37 thing that gets you to get started, just do something, get started so you can get the feedback and, and make those adjustments. I love that. Indeed. This whatever the we gotta we should identify the thirty seven dollar like there should be something that we point to like oh you should you should buy that as a URL the thirty seven dollar thing <laughs> <laughs> so 
people search for, they'll just end up with you. <laughs> don't don't encourage me to buy another URL. <laughs> I we I think you and I uh, know some people have lots of URLs, and I'm trying. Mm-hmm. I'm like I think I think I'm I'm gaining in that now because I'm like, oh, there's this one. Oh, this could help. Well, and I my daughter once gave me a hard time. How much does that cost you? And I'm like, look. If it costs me $15 to explore a thought or idea yes. for a year, it's totally worth it. It may totally. come to nothing or it may turn into something. But mm-hmm. for $15, it's kind of like every once in a while, my husband and I will buy a lottery ticket. Now, we know we're not going to win. But for the few hours before the drawing... We talk about what we would do with the winnings and that is worth the price of the tickets. Totally. Getting that clarity on like, Ooh, what, what would I do? What do I want? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. Can we get tactical, practical real quick? Sure. I want to know what is one way that people can simplify their social media content creation? Content buckets. Say more about content I- buckets. I call them content buckets. So Uh my encouragement is for each business owner to have five or six. And here's what that looks like. One bucket is sales and promotions. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of business owners forget to ever ask, especially women. Mm -hmm. Three or four of the buckets are content pillars. A lot of people use the term pillar. So mm-hmm. when it comes to, so the reason that this simplifies your social, me- social media is it's the filter everything can run through. Mm-hmm. So as an example, at InSpark, my three, con- my three primary content buckets are productivity, creativity, and community. Cause that's what we sell here. Yes, mm-hmm. we have desks, but those are the three topics. So if I find a really great, leadership quote. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, that's a good quote. I could use that. Does it fall into creativity, productivity, or community? Nope. Then it doesn't make the cut. Mm -hmm. I love that. It so it helps with the clear again helps with the clarity piece, right? The clarity of messaging and clarity of the tools and support you're putting out there for everybody. Yeah. So I said five to six. So For us, it's also if we have events, so some people have events, or maybe you're sharing about your clients or your power partners. So, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't all have to be about you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So totally, but it it helps filter your content Mm -hmm. so that you can stay on task. I love that. So with the last ones, like events, power partners, client wins, testimonials, or things like that. Yeah. Got it. Awesome. And one of the things that I've done is I'm trying to, because, you know, emperor's, wait, not emperor's shoes, uh, cobbler's shoes, right? Sometimes my content isn't always on point, but I do things like on the InSpark page, I try to have a review every Wednesday. So then I know in my brain, that's another simplification. Every Wednesday, I'm writing a review mm-hmm. or I'm sharing a review. Oh, and just because I shared it once doesn't mean I stopped sharing it. I'm reusing, repurposing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to Ignite Your Champions, every Wednesday, I'm trying to post Amazon book reviews. 
And then I somehow worked what they said in the review into the content mm-hmm. because you know what happens if I don't talk about my book? Nobody buys it. So <laughs> right. if I, if I post it, if I set it automatically, like here we go. Every Wednesday, there's a book review. Mm-hmm. Then just about every week I'm selling books, mm-hmm. but it's also not you say highest and best use, like sitting down and writing a, a post about my book is not my highest and best use, but getting that content out there is helpful. Right. Right. Absolutely. Did that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Well, cause there's, yeah, there's the things that need to get done, you know, to get the result that we're looking for. And it's just a matter of like, when, are, when is it going to be you and when is it going to be somebody else doing it? Mm-hmm. Okay. You submitted a question for the week for everybody. Do you remember what it was? Oh, no. You're like, heck no. Okay, I have I st- it for you. I'm thinking about Kim's question of the week that was just <laughs> about the family meeting. Okay, anyway. So this one, well, you and you are so on top of things. You submitted. So I, I for listeners here, I always have my guests submit a preform just so I can make sure that we're talking about the stuff you want to talk about, right? This is this is all about bringing the best of, of any of my guests out to everybody listening. And so I want to make sure we're talking about the stuff that lights you up. And I think we did that today. Yeah. I think you all heard some passion from Tracy today. So you submitted this so long ago, I'm not surprised you don't remember. So you said, what is one way you can ask for help this week? Ah, so I know you love the question of the day. So we're going to, so we'll, we'll do the official. All right. So everybody, or question of the day, everybody, that's right. It's time for. The question of the week. So what is one way you can ask for help this week? So Tracy, tell me why you picked that as a question. I believe community changes the world. And many of us, including myself, I grew up like, I could do it myself. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to ask for help. And asking for help makes my life easier. It makes it can make your life easier. And it builds community, right? So asking for help serves not only me, but the person who I'm asking. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's gotten very clear to me. Asking for help is so, it can be so uncomfortable and it can be the simplest thing. Like, hey, could you go to my podcast post today, the one I just posted and comment on it? Commenting is one of the easiest actions that I can take that can cause you the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. I love that. So y'all, I really want you to be thinking about this. What is one way you can ask for help? I'm not going to say this week. When you're listening right now, when can you, how can you ask for help? One way that you can ask for help today and then tomorrow, ask yourself again and the next day again and again and again. I think this is definitely an area that I've worked on a lot over the past few years, and I will be continuing to work on a lot. It's not for sure. It's not easy for many people. It's really not easy. But I also believe that it's a muscle that once we flex it a little bit, it'll get easier and easier. It does. It does. Okay. So how can people get the book? They can go to tracyonamazon.com. Um, speaking of buying URLs, that was not my idea. It was my publisher's idea. And that's Tracy with an EY. That's the best way. I mean, unless you're in the Linwood area, you can always stop by my office. I have them here. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we'll, of course, provide links in the show notes for everybody so you can find go find Tracy's book and buy it. If you are anyone at all who feels like social media feels overwhelming for you, I can't do it, I don't get it, all of those kinds of things, just buy the book. It will help you in so many ways and, and all the ways that we already talked about in this episode and so many more. So go for sure, go check it out and buy it today. Tracy, thank you so much for being here. It was so I'm fun so having glad you. you asked me. Oh, heck yeah. And so fun. All of a sudden, when I was like, oh, I want to interview more people. I'm like, Tracy, <laughs> we got to talk about your book and get it out there and make sure everybody knows about it so that we can build more community in this world and have especially female businesses thriving. Mm-hmm. And we can do that together in community with each other. And I, I love that that's what you're focused on. So thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you, Elise. Wow, there was so much goodness in what Tracy brought to all of us from making the shift from B2B or B2C to P2P, right? Because we're talking to people here, to telling stories that actually lead to action, to the content buckets, and of course, to the question of the week, which is, what is one way you could ask for help this week? Go find the question of the week on my Instagram feed and comment with your answer or direct message me either way, whatever you feel comfortable doing. I want to know what action you're inspired to take based on what you heard here today. And if you're feeling stuck about how you can ask for help or how you can get help, well, maybe buy Tracy's book. Head to igniteyourchampions.com forward slash book to get your copy today. And of course, there'll be a link to all of that in the show notes. And if you know someone who wants to move their marketing forward by building community, please make sure to get this episode to them. Okay, that is all for this week. I'll be back again with you next week. Until then keep moving forward. What matters most. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the productivity breakthrough podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today or uncover free resources over at eliseenriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.